Are you ready to step beyond your sexual walls? We're here to talk about anything you want. This is the Sisters of Sexuality Show, featuring Taylor Sparks, Parrish Michelle Blair, Jet Setting Jasmine, Marla Renee Stewart, and Tiffany Janae. We have so much to talk about today, so let's just get things started. Here are your hosts, Taylor, Parrish, Jasmine, Marla, and Tiffany. Good evening. Welcome to Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play, with your host, Taylor Sparks and Parrish Michelle Blair. We are so excited to have our guest back on the show, Dr. Valerie Propel uh, of the Swan Center. Uh, Dr. Valerie and her husband, Gerhard, are founders of the Swan Center. They are clinical sexologists, sex coaches, and certified sexuality educators. Dr. Valerie and Gerhard coach singles and couples, helping with all sexual concerns. They specialize in coaching clients on the autism spectrum scale, sexual dysfunction, sexual matters, as well as veterans. Uh, additionally, as a couple, they provide expertise to leading organizations, companies, and the media, ensuring a comprehensive approach to sexuality. They also design and present international training programs and workshops. The Swan Center works with individuals and couples to address their most significant challenges in sex, relationships, and dating. And the Swan Center philosophy of total mind and body transformation utilizes sex coaching, massage, and fitness through Dr. Valerie's trademark, Samba Belly and Belly Dance classes, beauty and wellness. Parrish, are you there? Yes, I am. Hey, welcome, honey. How are you? I'm happy and full of gratitude to be here and be a part of this discussion. The last discussion was so amazing. I, we spent so much time with Valerie, and I thought I knew, but when she shared all the things that she shared in our last interview, I'm, I'm so glad we were able to coordinate with you again, Valerie, to have you back and just get into it. There's so many juicy parts to your, your sexy journey. Yes, there is. Well, I was going to welcome Valerie to the show. And before I do so, I want to let our listeners know that this is going to be a two-part series. We have so much to cover. And one one hour wasn't enough. So you guys are in for a lot. And she's going to tell, her, tell us also all about um, her most recent research. So, Dr. Valerie, welcome to the show. Thank you, ladies. How are you guys? Good, good. Everything yes. is good. Yes. So, go ahead, honey. I'm just excited that you guys brought me back. I, I'm, I'm actually so honored, so I'm ready to get into it. I, I love you and Parrish, and it's going to be exciting. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Parrish, why, why don't you start, my love? So I woke up this morning, and I was thinking about Valerie, and I was thinking about our conversation and all the things that we talked about. And, you know, the first thing that came to my mind, Valerie, I was thinking, How's her son? How's his dating life? How's how has everything evolved? Because I know that that kind of spirit had a lot of what you're doing now. You make oh. sure your son had the you know the resources. So how is he? Oh, thank you, Pash, for asking. That is so sweet. You know, I'm so happy to say that my son is doing great. So we actually, I actually coached him uh, on how to date uh, by taking him to the mall and teaching him human sexuality and you know as I mentioned he, he's autistic um, and so he needed one-on-one guidance and I'm happy to say that he actually found a girl uh, that, that he met in uh, at Walmart where he works at a uh, beautiful Jamaican girl and he had his first sexual experience Oh, oh, my goodness. How oh nice. My goodness. I he know, has, right? He has been in my thoughts. I'm serious. Oh. He's been in my thoughts. And I woke up this morning thinking, I've got to ask you about I'm so happy for him. Oh. Amazing. Oh. I, I know, right? <laughs> How did that make you feel, Valerie? How did that make you feel when you looked at your son and you, you saw him, you know, be able to embrace this new part of himself? What did that make you feel like as a mom? As a mom, I was so happy because I'm like, finally, I know that when my husband and I pass, that he has the ability now to actually find love and not be alone. And that was my concern. So I felt absolutely like happy and, and gratitude to the universe to, that he had that experience. And as a professional, I said, damn, my shit really worked. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it does. Yes, it does. 
how that is, you know, for those of us who work in the areas of sex and sexuality, um, and those of us who have children, especially um, young adult children or adult fully grown children, you know, we have open communication with our adult children about their sex lives and they come to us about their sex lives. So having him have this experience, for me, it brings me back to thinking the first time your child takes their first step. Yeah. But this is not really that, but it's it's a first step into his um, another part of his adult life. So as a mom and an educator, this mu- you must just be like, huh. Ah. <laughs> so I was so happy for him, and I have to tell you both, he came back still with his sex flush high face, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I think he just finished up, took a shower, and came over. And and he was so cute. He's like, guess what? I did it, and I'm no longer a virgin. I'm throwing all my porn away. And he's so cute that he wanted to tell me every juicy part. I'm like, okay, we can stop. Okay. I got it. (laughs) No, 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 I have to tell you mom about this. No, I don't need to know this. Right. <laughs> but that that's a reflection of what you invested in him as, as, you know, his mom, that he feels so open and no shame. And that's beautiful. I've got another question. You know, all my questions are usually nosy, Valerie. I'm just like in the marrow of who you are, because to me, that helps me appreciate and understand your body of work even more. But I was wondering, so many people that I know that have challenges with their children when they come into the world they stay together because they you know they're dedicated to the child but I don't see them living their sexy so how were you and your husband able to deal with the things that you dealt with raising this amazing son with some challenges that you know maybe you, you didn't weren't prepared to do but still be sexy for each other and show up and and stay together and, and have a successful relationship and business right I think for us you know, when we came into this, we knew that one day our kids would grow up and leave us. And we had to make the conscious choice way back in the day that we were not going to live, I don't want to say for our kids, hmm. but live for our kids. And not to say you don't live for your children, but live about your kids where all your life is consumed by them. We had to maintain our relationship as a couple. Because when we knew our job as parents is to love and nurture them, to send them on their way as, as adults. You know, they came from us, there, but they are not us. And so they had to go out in the world and experience. And we had to realize that we had to maintain our relationship and be the best couple so we could be the best parents for them as children, as young adults. So that's what we chose to do. And it wasn't easy. I mean, it was hard. But we always carved out time to be our sexy, crazy, off the wall, I can't control my wife, dance on the table self. <laughs> nice. <laughs> that is amazing. And it's so, it, it is difficult. Um, I have met so many adults, so many parents who won't take the time to nurture their bond between them. Um, somewhere along the line, some, and it happens more for women, I think, than men, that, you know, once the children come into their world, which is they don't realize you didn't enter the child's world, the child entered yours, that they put 100% of their time into the child thinking that the adult, be, be it the man or the woman, but a lot of times it's the woman that does it to the, to the spouse, but it's equal these days, I think, because everybody's working. And they put so much time into the children thinking, you know, he or she will understand. They can wait, you know, right. and then they wait till the children are, you know, sleeping through the night and then they wait till the children are walking and then they wait till they go to kindergarten and they wait till they go to middle school and high school and they wait for them to go to college and by then the kids grow up and have their own life and you're sitting there with this person you don't even freaking know. Like, I, I used to, I used to have sex with you. We, we used to hang out together and it's like, Get a babysitter, find some time, enjoy the life that you have built together before the children. And even if the children you got together after children, it's, um, it's important because the kids grow up and have their own life. Exactly. Now, one thing I used to always say, you know, we were very honest with our kids about our sexuality um, and our sex positive household. Um, we were like the the multicultural, biracial, Kinsey couple. If you ever watched that movie, the Kinsey movie, you know, yes. like that. 
we're that kind of couple that would talk about sex at the table and Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. you know. It's not like, oh, what you in church? It's like, okay, did you have good sex last night? We're that kind of couple. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> and, um, and because of that, I think it just really opened up our kids to be really open and honest with us and you know, like if my husband and I were in the bedroom and they were teenagers, you know, like, I want to come in and talk to you, Dad. And, and my husband would be like, you know what, your, your mom and I are busy right now. I'm trying to get something. Could you come back in a couple of hours? He was okay. straight up. <laughs> he was straight up. Like, I'm trying to get it in. Leave us alone for a couple of hours. <laughs> I, no, listen, we taught our kids when they were, even before they were teenagers, they were like, if this door is closed, Dad and I are going upstairs to have a date. And if this door is closed, won't you come in here? Yeah. If the door was closed, and now actually our door was the only door in the house that uh, bedroom door that had a lock. Kids were not allowed to have a lock on their door. Exactly. But you get a lock when you start paying the mortgage. Otherwise, yeah. I I come in here anytime I feel like this. Yeah. I'm just borrow this room, you know. But my room, Dad's room, is off limits when this door is closed. Don't you come in here? <laughs> I think it's so important. My dad just passed away, and I went to Cleveland. And uh, I met some uncles that I hadn't seen since I was a little girl. And as I got to know my aunts and just along the way, they're like, oh, you know how the doctors are. My, my father's last name is doctor. And they were saying how they're not very communicative. They're not affectionate. You know, just all these things that they were saying about them that I know about my dad. But as I sat with each one of my uncles, they basically said, we never saw our father hug our mom or them touch each other. They, you know, they were always nice to each other, but we never heard them argue and we never saw them being loving. So mm-hmm. it's a challenge. And so I, I think that it's really important that the family shows all sides, including the children, you know, the children being feeling comfortable to be their authentic selves. The parents have to do that, too, because it really does make it. That's where people learn in, in their families. So yeah. I think it's great. You're exactly right, Parish. And, uh, you know, number one, condolences on the loss of your father. I'm so sorry. Oh, oh thank you. You're sweet. And, uh, and second, I want to say, coming up myself, you know, my parents were the same type of household as your parents. My parents never touched. I never heard them argue. I never heard them say anything bad to each other about anything. I thought they just had this perfect marriage when nothing ever transpired. They never spoke ill to each other. Never. Wow. It was weird. Um, and they never were affectionate. And, you know, as I grew up, I realized the layers that they, and the facade, not facade, but lack of a better word, what they were trying to portray to us children. Mm-hmm. And it gave me a sense of security, but also gave me a sense of, of, of being ignorant when it came to relationships and love and sex. And so, Valerie... If we, if we, if we can develop that a little bit more on the other side of sure. our break, I would really like to talk more about being, you know, intelligent about relationships. We're going to take a break and we'll be back and definitely want to highlight our sponsor. Um, oh, my gosh. Lifestylecruising.com. We'll be right after this. <laughs> Sexy is back, and we've got it going on all the time, here on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. Organic lovin', for the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious, playful, maybe sensual, adventurous? How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, organic lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated. Entertained and informed organic lovin for her for him for you for the bodies you love to love visit organiclovin.com we offer shipping worldwide so stop by the site anytime organic lovin that's l-o-v-e-n.com maximize your orgasms and just let go 
The Thrums of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throws of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. You are listening to Sisters of Sexuality. To check in with the show and ask your questions, call us at 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. Or send an email to sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Hi, and welcome back to Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play. This is Taylor Sparks, along with my co-host, Parish Michelle Blair. And today, we are talking with Dr. Valerie Papel. Parish, Dr. Valerie, welcome yes. back. Thank you. Yes. So we're, we're talking about keeping it sexy um, no matter what, no matter what your dynamics look like. Now, we're talking about... Before the break, we were talking about what about couples showing all sides of what it is to be a couple so that the kids can learn if there are kids in the family. But I think it's more realistic to talk about just people keeping it sexy because most most families don't have those parents, you know, in the, the home anyway. So I think it's, you know, just understanding that showing who you are as a being, as a sexual being, I think is, is important to the children, not in an inappropriate way, of course, but letting them know you have no shame, letting them know, you, you know, love goes with sex and love can be separate from sex or, or if that's, you know, whatever you, whatever you believe, I think it's good to teach your kids and not keep it from them. Interestingly <laughs> enough, um, Dr. Valerie and Parrish, on, on the Golden Globes the other night, Glenn Close had done this amazing speech, and she quoted Carl Jung, who is a, you know, world-renowned psychologist. He's um, one of the uh, co-founders or founders of DISC, um, personality assessments. But she quoted him saying that, because um, it was based, she did the movie called The Wife and how this wife followed her husband all around. But I think it, it, it's uh, for both men and women. His quote stated that nothing has a stronger influence on a child than the unlived life of a parent. So not only were they talking about whether you're not tracing your, tracing your dreams or doing the things that you want to do, but I also relate that in getting and showing the love that you want in the household. I think the best thing, if you have a two-parent household and everybody has two parents, even if they're both not in the house, is to show the child the love and affection that you have for each other. And um, I just think it does so, it prepares the children to go out and have their own relationships when they do that. I agree with you. I think it's it's vital, absolutely. Especially, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back into into my specialty for women of color, be it whether it's a one person or two person household, that you know we we have to show our children all aspects of us and relationships. Whether your relationship is with yourself, how to love yourself by yourself, how to love yourself with a partner, how to be all you can be in spite of the circumstance in a relationship. And oftentimes, as, as, as young women of color, and we're, we're making that money, we're catching that check, we're trying to pay this bill, we forget that part. Uh, we put that part on the back burner because we're so busy trying to take care of that child that we forget sometimes to show them the relationship of loving self when you're by yourself. How to bring, or and or how to love someone by bringing someone in in a positive way. So I think that's very, very important that you know you show your best by your unlived life that that's that's beautiful actually i like that 
Yes, yes. Can you, and now that you talked about, let's talk about, um, if you will, so some of your research. Let's talk about the African-American history of sexuality as it relates to African-American women in the U.S. And I know you mentioned the generational DNA trauma. Talk to us a little bit about that and what your research has found, and then we can go into the stereotypes as well. Sure. Well, I, I'm, ho- I'm hoping that if you heard the first broadcast, ladies and gents, out in this podcast land, if you haven't, check it out. Uh, but I'm going to pick up to where we kind of left off at. And one of the things that I, I speak about a lot is the legacy of stereotypes for women of color, for black women, for African Americans. How do you want to identify yourself in that, in that loop? Um, and the stereotypes that I spoke about were the Jezebel, the Sapphire, the Mammy, um, and I also call her the Superwoman. Now, I, I want to preface this and put a disclaimer out that we don't all fit into one category. Mm-hmm. Um, some of us are a little bit of each category. But what is telling is that people, scientists, um, forefathers, uh, people that look at human beings and emotions have taken a group of women, black women, and have labeled us. That to me was the most telling of anything, is that we're labeled in four categories. And the four categories are the Jezebel, the wantonness whore, that will will fuck anybody because she's always ready. Mm -hmm. Um, The second category is the mammy, the self-sacrificing, I will take care of you in spite (laughs) of myself, in spite of my children, Mm -hmm. woman. Um, and then the black superwoman, you know, the strong black woman that I can do it all. I can do it all. I am all. I've been all. I am the super, super strong black woman that we hear being a strong black woman in our you know, communities. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, the uh, sapphire, the one that's going to get up in your face, point your point the finger, snap her hair, snap her neck, tell mm-hmm. you the fuck off brother don't get in my shit attitude sister Mm. (laughs) yes and they put us in these categories which I found disturbing disturbing because women of all nationalities we all can be a little bit of this and that of course of course only only black women live in such a a cup four cups of life disgusting and real at the same time Um, and so what I really did was I really studied the stereotypes the significant other stereotypes how they originated um, what they what the definition of those are and how it shows up in our society today and the impact on us as black women with those stereotypes so that's really what I I really began in my in my research and I found it to be scary I found it to be true um, and I found questions what do we do next to liberate to liberate ourselves that's the question what do we do next to liberate ourselves do you have you found that as you discovered this research or unfolded this research and discovered that not only the stereotypes do you believe or you still believe that a lot of these stereotypes stem through because of uh, through slavery and that they have just been um, brought through from generation to generation media outlet to media outlet and or to such an extent been passed down because the white man has said this is the type of woman we are and some of us black people believe it because a lot of us believe the things we've heard and now we are passing that on to our children. You know, I actually myself <laughs> was dating a brother years ago whose mother, yeah, you know, because we're all multi-shaded within our families, yes? Uh-huh. His mother told the darker son, you shouldn't be with darker women because your children would be too dark. And then told the lighter son, you should be with, you shouldn't be with light women because your children would be too light and they needed to switch. I'm uh-huh. like, Excuse me now. <laughs> How bullshit is this? That is too dark any damn way. You know, people say I'm too black. It drives me insane. But you, you know, there's a there's a movement that I've noticed lately where melanin of all shades, especially the darker skin sisters, are beginning to own it. Mm-hmm. You know, because previously, as you as your 
you know, ex-boyfriend's mom said, you know, there was this thing of you too black to be in this family. You know, mm-hmm. you just way too dark. Too dark meant you were not attractive. You right. were going to get a job. You was going to have big lips, big nose. Your hair was going to be nappy. All these looks that were the opposite of what a white person looked like, of what a white person would accept, is what the parent was saying. I don't want you not to be accepted by white people, not to have a good life. So I want you to filter that color out a little bit. That's right. what the mother was actually saying to that child. In a way, she was trying to protect the child from the hurts of white society, from white discrimination and racism, by saying, get a little bit lighter. It's a little bit easier for the for the lighter skinned black. Right. And, and how do you think? I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. And how do you think that has affected us? sexually as african-american women in this country oh my god girl we might have we need a four-hour show for that but let me just tell you you briefly like the um the jezebel definitely came from from the african um um, caravan of enslaved women coming to america and how we were viewed as this wanton sexual female that could not get enough sex i mean we were bred to have sex our bodies were meant to have sex is how the enslaved looked at us how we were sold on the auction block this look of being african with the thicker hips the thicker thighs the bigger breasts the fuller bellies that we were meant for children and sex i mean what else would we do hence the the breeding plantations Mm. um Hence, the auction blocks and, and the, the us looking for women that could breed. Hence, the various whorehouses in the deep south, especially Louisiana, that looked for the lighter-skinned Jezebel that was looked a little bit whiter um, that was used just for that in a whorehouse because she, the white man, would buy her for sex. Uh, she wasn't to co- pick cotton or to take care of the kids. Her main job was to be that lady that spread her legs 24-7. Uh, but she had to look a certain way, and that look was a lighter-skinned black female with the long, thinner hair, with the thinner nose, um, that softer-looking, delicate skin, comparing her to the white woman. But God forbid they touch a white woman like that. Only the black woman, be it she's lighter, could have that stigma upon her as being the whore. Because keep in mind, white women come from the wheelhouse of purity. Oh yes, let's not care. let's not forget about the Madonna in the whore in the horse syndrome. Um, we're we're going to get ready to take a break, but when we come back, uh, Dr. Valerie, we would like to touch on. Uh, you mentioned something about the generational DNA trauma that has kind of come through from these slavery days, and what today in 2019, you know, what do we do about that? How do we accept the sexual beings that we are, knowing that our mothers and grandmothers and great grandmothers have have kind of put this on us that don't you be that Jezebel. So let's talk about that when we come back from the break. This is Taylor Sparks and Parish Michelle Blair, and we are sponsored by LifestyleCruising.com on the Sisters of Sexuality show. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos and keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter, all on thesexylifestyle.com. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are listening to Sisters of Sexuality. To check in with the show and ask your questions, call us at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Or Send an email to sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. Welcome back to the Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play. I am Parish Michelle Blair, 
I'm hosting this week, co-hosting this week with Taylor Sparks, and we're here with Dr. Valerie. And on the other side of the conversation, she was sharing some fascinating research that she's uh, accumulated and helping us to understand how far back some of the the negative uh, stigma around uh, African-American sexuality, uh, why it's affecting us uh, so severely and why it's lasting where people are like, why don't you guys get over that? Or that's the past, exactly. you know, right. and understanding how DNA structure and all of this is, is it applies to this conversation. So um, I, I know you want to develop some more uh, of that. Taylor had some, uh, some points that she wanted you to cover. And I'm really curious as to, you know, how this all translates to us, you know, just taking that, that, cloak off that our parents put on us and their parents put on them, you know, how do we take that off? That, that's a really great point, Parrish. And, you know, it's, I would love to say, I would love to snap my fingers. I'm sure we will all say, okay, let's just get over it and move on. Um, but unfortunately, it just doesn't work that way. It's not a simple matter of snapping our fingers because of the legacy because if you believe in understanding um, how DNA works, and there's been a lot of research that um, has come into play recently about the generational curses of, AKA, I call them generational DNA, of how it's passed down into our genes, certain uh, traits um, and beliefs. And some of that is around our sexuality as being black women. Um, and I, I think before we take off that cloak, um, which I think it's vital that we must do, and you know, being sexually active with, with responsibility is one of those ways we can talk about it, um, but also understanding that the stereotype itself led to a, a whole veil of black women being promiscuous at a very young age. Uh, that's some of the consequences of being this Jezebel image. Um, and, and with that being said, we all heard about the R. Kelly, the, the tape that came out, understanding that as a younger black woman, even as a child, we're sexualized. So yes, it's not, I'm not surprised, nor was I shocked when I found out that even this young 14-year-old child in that video you know, she was not protected by society because she's a Jezebel. She's only a 14-year-old mm. black Jezebel. What do you expect from a black girl? Of course mm. she wants You know, so I was not surprised by that at all. And this leads to so many sexual problems within our black community from anxiety, from inadequacy, uh, from being hypersexual to being undersexual. It leads to so many sexual problems within our community. Um, and we now need to begin to give our black females permission to take off that cloak. And what does that look like to take it off? And how can we be sexually responsive? I think might even answer that question of, you know, it's enough now. We need to break that. So in, in my world, um, I, I identify myself as a sex goddess and a master manifester. And in that, I mean, I've mastered living day to day by believing that my thoughts are making this happen, not the things that I'm doing. So I, I want to understand what you're saying and interpret that. In a, and not that it's negative, but in my world, a more positive vibration so that I believe that we're all one. When I heal more levels of you know, self-love as, as a brown woman, as a sexual being and everything, that's healing everyone, you know, because we're all one. That's what I believe. And so and when I asked you, how do we take that cloak off? I know for me, my first step, and, and this has been an ongoing process for me as a young girl, was separating myself from my mom's issues. My mom had a mm -hmm. lot of, of sexual abuse, a lot of, so when, and raising me, my mom had to be a single mom, leave me with, you know, relatives and, and she would take me in the bedroom and say, 
and, and you know stand over me and say if anybody touches you you call me and you better never and she would be trying to protect me but the way that translated to me is I ain't saying shit you know, right know. <laughs> you know somebody's <laughs> gonna get in trouble and it feels like it's me so I'm not saying anything so what I did and instead of I went through a phase of you know, my mom, it's her fault. And then nobody knew. And I bet you she knew and she didn't want to protect me. And I, I went through therapy and all of it. But when it came right down to it, when I even if it was the, the therapy, I decided to let it go so I could live a better life so I could love my pussy so I could have better orgasms. And, and then when it came time for me to have children, I did what my mom did. She put that in me, you know, as a protection because it's in our DNA. She knows. It's like a, a bird will teach a, you know, a, her a chick how to fly or whatever. She knew, protect your pussy. I'm not, I don't know how to do it, but I know mm-hmm. how to protect that pussy, you know. And so what I did is I just told my daughter, this is your special place and only who touches it? Only me. Right. And I said, and who else? And you and dad. And then I said, and if somebody, you know, and it was more of like a happy talk every time we, and I'm not saying I did it better than my mom, but I'm just saying I did it. I filled in the gaps of what it was missing for me instead of blaming my mom. So I think I just believe that if we could focus as brown people, like whatever you put your focus on, whatever you think about, you bring about. And I'm not saying get over it, but I'm saying let's get on to the solutions, you know, and the solutions are simple sometimes. Just let when you see a sister, let her know she's beautiful. When you see a sister rocking her sexuality, you know, if you can't say something nice, just sit back and admire because probably you got an issue because of your own shame about sex, you know. And when people are saying, a woman is promiscuous. Well, what's promiscuous? I'm right. promiscuous, you know, and black women end up being promiscuous. Everybody, every fucking body's promiscuous, you know, based on what that term is. So what is it? What is that? All those terms really don't mean anything. It's about how you feel about your sexuality. If you're like, yes, I'm constantly sleeping with guys because I can't pay my bills. So I'm not self-sufficient or I'm constantly seeking self, you know, validation or whatever. But if you're just saying, cause my pussy's hot and I love getting my clit off. Well, shit, you know, <laughs> let her live. You know, I mean, I, I just feel like releasing judgment. All those basic things can help. Oh, I, I totally believe you, Parrish. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. You know, and for for black women that choose to embrace, and the, and I use the, the label Jezebel because we're just talking about that. Or, or not, another word to use is sexual freedom. You see, understand this, right? For us, the label is Jezebel. For white women, it's sexual freedom. Right. Re- re-owning the word sexual freedom works for me. I don't say Jezebel outside of the professional world. You know, I don't, I personally don't like the label, but for education, it, I need to teach it. But for me, when I go in and talk about how to be better sexually for black women, it really comes to sexual freedom, sexual knowledge. So how do we do that and with this label and breaking that label? And so if a woman chooses to be sexually free, um, the first thing is, she's going to have to, it's, it's going to, it impacts her self-esteem. Once you realize that you have the right, you have the right to pick and choose your partners responsibly. And when I mean responsibly, I mean the fact of making sure that you're protected, of course. Making sure that all those borders that you need to protect you, whatever those borders are, it's not for me or anyone to say, but mm-hmm. that order for you, then that begins to take on owning your sexual shit. You own it, you wear it. Once you're knowledgeable, once you accept it, once you're able then to act on it with freedom, with freedom, ladies, without worrying about what he or she says out in the world, then that's how you begin to start owning it. But before you get there, you need to understand your boundaries and make sure that they are very, very clear. And that's what's most important when you decide to step out and put this sexual being. Know your boundary and put it around you to protect yourself. Exactly. And it's it's uh, interesting you say that I taught my daughter once, even though she hadn't uh, started having sex with us, we had more and more discussions about sex and she went off to college. Um, I made sure that I let her know that Number one, she is responsible for her own sexual health. It's your pussy. You have to protect it. So whether that's boundaries, diseases, people, it's yours. 
Right. And secondly, you're responsible for your own orgasms. Okay. Right. You need to know how and what it takes for you to achieve orgasm. How are you going to have a sexual relationship with anybody if you're if you don't even know um, what pleases you? You know, and some of us women hand that that pleasure over to the man or another woman or to the toy. And I find and I have found in my own profession over these last several years that so many women are so disconnected um, from their pussy. You know, they you know, their their heads in one space, their hearts in another space. And the pussy is, you know, is just completely shut down to some degree. And so many men have told me that kind of in confidence and how they've entered a woman and there was nothing there. Right. There was nothing there. And that's just scary <laughs> for yeah. me. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying on that one, uh, Taylor. Um, and I think if I look at the history of black women, and I think you spoke about this as well as, as um, Parrish, about your mother's protecting you. And you and I protected my child by keeping our legs closed, you know, don't do this, don't do that. Within our community, um, and this is one way I find that we have to begin to heal our young ladies, is um, keeping the secret of, of sexual molestation and shame within mm. our community. Mm. You know, it really, a lot of this really goes back to something as deep as uh, you know, that uncle. <laughs> we all have one in that family, right? That oh, uncle. my God. Keep him away from Uncle Bobby. <laughs> exactly. We all have that uncle we had to stay away from. Or that guy to stay away from in our family. And there is a sense within our black community where we don't protect our children by educating them. And so one of the foundation that I started was No More Secrets. Dr. Valerie, thank you. I was hoping, can we get back on the other side of the break and talk about what solutions you're providing and support? Sure. And 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 I've got a. I want to tell you guys a story that happened to me recently that applies to what we're talking about. Sweet. All right. right. (laughs) Hang in there, guys. We'll be right back with Sisters of Sexuality: Five Shades of Play with our guest, Dr. Valerie. Organic lovin' for the bodies you love to love. How do people describe you? Are you curious, playful, maybe sensual, adventurous? How about open-minded? The truth is, no matter who you are, Organic Lovin' has something to indulge your fantasies. We offer only organic, natural, and eco-friendly intimate body products, including vegan condoms, organic lubricants, body-safe sex toys, and sex-positive books. You won't find anything harmful in our products or toys. We also have a full range of other experiences, including erotic seminars and exotic adult-only vacations. Receive our adult subscription box for a monthly sexual delight. Be educated, entertained, and informed. Organic Lovin'. For her, for him, for you, for the bodies you love to love. Visit OrganicLovin.com. We offer shipping worldwide, so stop by the site anytime. Organic Lovin'. That's L-O-V-E-N dot com. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure. Personalized. You are listening to Sisters of Sexuality. To check in with the show and ask your questions, call us at 1 866 613 1612. That's 1 866 613 1612. Or send an email to sistersofsexuality at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. 
Welcome back to the Sisters of Sexuality, Five Shades of Play. I'm your host this week, Paris Michelle Blair. Oh, actually, co-host this week, Paris Michelle Blair, along with Taylor Sparks, and we're here with Dr. Valerie. And Dr. Valerie, before the break, you were going into a foundation that you created. Can you share more about what resources it brings and what inspired you to create that? Sure. The, the foundation that I started was called No More Secrets. Um, and the reason why this was started was because I myself was sexually abused and molested as a young woman. My daughter was also sexually abused as a young woman, as a child. And the one, le- the one word the perpetrator always used, it's our secret. When I began to interview and work with uh, childhood sexual abuse survivors, the one word I would constantly hear from these other young adults was, their perpetrator said, it's our secret, don't tell no one. And from hearing the word secret, I began to, to, to run thoughts in my head about what if we began at a very young age to tell children, to teach children, no more secret. It does one thing, it lets the perpetrator know this child has now been taught not to keep a secret from Mm -hmm. a responsible adult. Mm -hmm. It protects that child. This training that we're putting forth that hopefully will be adopted in the States as I have in other countries, teaches them at the age of six years old about secrets and not keeping secrets about things that are happening to their personal space. Amazing. Um, because it is it is mind-boggling when you hear from perpetrators as well as from victims that have said the word that was always used, it has to be a secret. What's going on in your neighborhood? <laughs> no. It ain't in my neighborhood. <laughs> oh, whose neighborhood is that? I'm like, what's going on over there? Do you need to leave? Do we need to call help for you? <laughs> we need to get you evacuated. Uh, there's a, there's, I apologize. There's a fire, actually, outside yeah, of yeah. there. We need I to get you evacuated from our parish. <laughs> yeah, I apologize. I'll meet out. That's okay, girl. No worries. People That's know People know we're living our lives. It's, exactly. It as long as Parish is not your building and you're safe, that's all. Exactly. Like, do we need to evacuate Parish? <laughs> no, I think I'm that good. is um, an amazing thing to start, Valerie, and to get the word out because, based on what we've all just said about our own parents not giving us complete information, they did the best that they could. Giving parents now tools that they can pass on to their young children to have them take ownership of their bodies even as young as six is is an amazing thing. And that's really what it is. It's about taking ownership that you can be like, no, this is not, this is not good. And you're okay. It's okay for you to say no, and you won't get in trouble with your mom. Cause I've always said that to my children, if an adult asks you to do something at school and it's something that you think it's harmful, you don't have to worry about getting in trouble at home. Because I think predators um, play that on the children, you know, like you're going to get in trouble if you don't do this. And this is what your mom or dad expects. And they don't, children don't want to disappoint their parents, you exactly. see. Exactly. You know, the, the perpetrator uh, will use, you know, things that instill fear in the child. Your, your mom won't love you if you tell. You wake up the family. Or if you tell, they're not going to believe you. Or, you know, they, they put all this fear into the child for the child to not tell the secret. And so the the idea is really to teach these children, male, female, black, white, all over the world, that it is not okay to keep this secret. We're wow. notifying this fucking predator. We're teaching yeah. these kids not to keep your fucking secrets. That's, that's awesome. And so we have a coloring book that's coming out that we're going to put in children's hands that we already have adapted. So they can start coloring and, and put that into their head about secrets. They have little emblems, we have a, you know, a, whole, a whole system around uh, no more secrets. 
Amazing. So So I have a story that I actually have two experiences that I wanted to share. When my mom was, when I was really young, around six, my mom would always tell me, get that lollipop out of your mouth or stop licking ice cream cones and put the ice cream cone in a cup. And, and it would just really bother me. And she would be like, I did something wrong or I didn't understand. It was like, I didn't, I was like, what is up with the ice cream cone? It's like, like it was like a coveted when I was at friends' houses and I could actually eat from an ice cream cone. I'd go crazy. But my mom would say, because there would be dirty men that I know would be looking at you, just like looking at watching you lick your ice cream cone. And Mm -hmm. I just thought, what, I believe, you know, what a horrible existence for my mother, you know, like that she, you know, I believe that some of it was my mom's stuff. That's why I was saying early on in her her interview earlier, I had to separate myself from that because it's like, so I didn't get to enjoy my ice cream because a man can't, is controlling it. It's like telling the woman don't breastfeed. Women, children are naturally sexually free and innocent and everything. So I, I just translate that into my adult world. I let my six-year-old's freak flag fly not that I was a freak or anything like that but I'm just saying now it translates to me being whatever I want to be and I, I this is my year for sucking more dick <laughs> so All right, I'm girl. sucking dick I'm licking out ice cream cones y'all hear oh that fancy <laughs> for more ice cream yeah that's my more dick so okay. I'm, I use the more light side of healing myself like the the when it comes to the heavy weight of me being my mom's therapist and listen to her shit and then you know just all the things that happened to me I was like the way I want to make sense is I want to be good on the other side so I just started being once my therapy and different things helped stabilize me I just practice being uh, feeling better in little moments and initially I think it was like uh what do you call uh harlequin <laughs> novels when I was a Jehovah's Witness I thought that was my porn I was yeah, reading yeah. those <laughs> and then it just it just evolved but you know now I'm just happy to say I just feel like I've, I've had so many negative things happen to me, trauma, you know, rape, all kinds of things. But that seems like a separate part of myself. And my mom's my mom's issues about sexuality seems like that's a separate part of myself. And now I can be in my own lane. So I think, you know, I, I just am so thankful that I the doors opened up in my journey to organic loving and Taylor Sparks journey and her, her journey connected with you so that I, I could know that this world exists of these, you know, amazing women that, you know, help me. Cause I mean, it's helping me because now I'm at the stage of, okay, no more hurt, no more, no more healing spots. Now it's like, I'm like, it's okay to do this. It's okay to do this. It's okay to have like four guys at one time and then do it, you know, do it, take do a nap it, and do, do six more. Or, you know, it's like, I'm like, <laughs> is it okay that I not, I mean, not that I'm joking. I haven't done that yet, but yeah. <laughs> But, and I keep egging her on. Do it, no, you know, honey. It's okay. Do it. Can I no, but it? I mean, just okay. <laughs> it's 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 okay for me being me, not asking permission or validation. But exactly. it's kind of like, and this is this this is what a mom looks like now. This is what a businesswoman looks like. This is this is all new for me. So I just admire you sharing your journey, and that's why I like to get into the the in between spots with you, Valerie, because it helps your life come alive for me and you know the other people that are listening. Well, thank you, Parrish. You know, and I love your journey. I, I love your openness and honesty. You know, you're only your shit, girl. And I'm proud of that. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you thank all you. have I am so, so proud. If you, you know, if a woman decides, ladies out there, if you decide to have a gang bang with 10 men, it is your business. Mm-hmm. It is your business and your right. However, you must always have your boundaries. Everybody has to wear a condom. Everybody has to do this. Everybody has to take a shower before you enter. Mm-hmm. Whatever that boundary is. <laughs> I make everyone pray over my pussy. I pray over there. If we're going to be eaten, let's pray first. <laughs> oh, you're so crazy. But I like that. That's really... That's really kinky pray over my pussy. I, I kind of like that. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I, I think to... To, to, to really put this in a nutshell, you know, and going back from slavery, going into today, how do we own ourselves? Ladies, if you choose to move forward to sexual power and sexual being, you do in a way where it's your damn choice. No one else's. Your choice, because it's your right, and you have just as much right as any other woman out there to own your sexuality, but you do it with knowledge, your education, 
and have your boundaries protect your mind, your body, your soul, and your spirit. Yes, 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 and yes. Thank now, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love everything that you just said. And and I love everything that you just said. And guys, you know, we are going to be wrapping up this show, but stick around because we have another segment coming, a whole nother hour with Dr. Valerie. And um, but before we go, um, I am Taylor Sparks and owner of OrganicLovin.com. And I am here with my co-host, Parish Michelle Blair. You can find Sisters of Sexuality on uh, all social media um, and SistersofSexuality.com. We are sponsored by LifestyleCruising.com. And uh, Parish, where can they find you? And then we can ask where we can find Valerie in our last two minutes. You can look me up on social media under Parish Blair TV, um, also on YouTube, uh, Twitter, and uh, email me if you have any questions about anything that we discussed today at parishblairtv at gmail.com. And Valerie, where can they find you? Sure, they can find me on all social media under Dr. Valerie Popple. Uh, my email address, um, you know, email me your questions. Sign up to the website, but my email address is Valerie, that's B A L E R I E at swancenter.com that's with two n's s-w-a-n-n center.com or you can go to the website and sign up at www.swancenter.com that's s-w-a-n-n center.com wonderful ladies and gentlemen don't go away we have part two of this amazing interview with dr valerie coming right up behind this one and we're going to talk more about african-american women uh, living and participating within alternative lifestyles we're going to talk about swinging and kink and polyamory and in sucking dick. So don't go away. This is Taylor Sparks with Sisters of Sexuality. And stay tuned for part two with Dr. Valerie. Night. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info at thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for tuning into Sisters of Sexuality. Please join Taylor Sparks, Parish Michelle Blair, Jet Setting Jasmine, Marla Renee Stewart, and Tiffany Janae again next Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Sexy Lifestyle Network or on demand 24-7. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Mystery Vibe is where the best of humanity and technology combust into your pleasure. Personalized, the world's first body-adapting vibrator. Crescendo adapts, bends, wraps, and vibrates in your every curve and crevice. 
Use solo, duo, trio, or more. And with an app control that commands your pleasure across 12 presets. Oh, and you can even make your own vibration. Crescendo is adored by all, from feminists to Forbes. Go to mysteryvibe.com now for your pleasure, personalized. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now.